0: Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Field Notes. I'm your host, Jeff Weisenberger. This month, our guest is Angela Cody, a project executive with construction management company Gilbane Building Company and the chair of Ace Mentor Houston. Welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you. Um, So I I wanted to start off and just maybe get a little bit of uh, your background. So where are you from? Are you from Houston? Did you end up in Houston? by some twist of fate in a good way?
1: (laughs) I think it was a good twist of fate. Um, I'm originally from Maryland, and I went to school at at Penn State, and I studied architectural engineering at Penn State. And I studied construction, and when I graduated, I got a phone call from a company that said, would you like to go to Kentucky, Michigan, Pittsburgh, or Texas? And Texas sounded interesting, so I said Texas, and believe it or not, it was, i w- this might tell how old I am, but it was before caller ID, and I hung up, and I said, oh, I didn't ask where in Texas, and I, uh, so, nice. <laughs> so I ended up, I, I, I found the number, I called them back, I said, can you tell me where in Texas, and they wanted me to come down to Houston to help build the Astros new stadium, so oh, that wow a pretty cool job that I got to be a green uh, contractor on, which was exciting.
0: So you said you went to Penn State, so, and you studied architectural engineering, you know, the buildings world or architecture or engineering, was that something that you, was that your, this is what I want to be when I grow up, or how, how did you end up there?
1: That's a good question. I always wanted to be an architect. And when i was little i always would look at things and want to change them around and my family would laugh at me because i'd see an old building or something and i would turn it into something else and draw it into something and other girls had their um they'd be doing the the barbies and drawing that and i had one that was architecture like the interior design plates i don't remember what that was called but i was doing that stuff and um, then i saw architectural engineering i said well that, well, that sounds interesting and then I got there and I'm going, wait a second, this is this is math and science. This is architecture. <laughs> and I applied to the architecture school at Penn State. And at the same time, I was taking a construction class. I was waiting to hear back from the architecture school, but I was really enjoying this construction class. And the as it went on, I was really enjoying the construction class. I'm going, wow, this is this is not what I thought of when I thought of construction. I didn't I didn't realize that it was math and science and money and logistics and puzzles and all of what goes into actually getting the job done. So I actually had gotten into the architecture school and I passed it up and I stayed in architectural engineering and went into the construction path. And I'm I'm glad I did. It was really it's been, it's been a great challenge for me over the, over
0: the years. Excellent. Uh, Well, so, you know, on that note, did you have a favorite building when you were younger that, that sort of, that sort of inspired you and made you want to get into architecture in the first place?
1: Uh, I grew grew up outside of Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. So I think just the, the grandeur of the buildings in D.C. and Mm -hmm. just, Around that, the the beautiful buildings that were so classic. I think that's why I always just kind of liked, like just big stones and that it was permanent. I liked that the architecture was something that was permanent.
0: That's a good way of thinking about it, All right?
1: You know, I, I realized then that you may only work on one big. Impressionable building, only one person is going to be. I am pay right that there's only right. those many people. But as a contractor, I can influence multiple buildings and do. And and now as my career progresses, I realize that as I get involved early in a project, I can actually assist and help the architect with. You know, if you have that sensitivity towards architecture, you can. You can help with executing the building successfully. I think uh, Gilbane gives me a lot of the stuff that's kind of offbeat, the things that are a little bizarre, I guess. And in, in in our world, I have a, a client, at Moody Gardens down in Galveston. We do a lot of. Um, they are a it's an entertainment venue, and also they do the pyramids. We did a. a renovation to their aquarium. So we have big tanks and it takes a lot of logistics and planning, a lot of renovation work. I did an addition to the Houston Zoo for Gilbane. Things that are a little bit rare, things that take patience. We worked with um, Nickelodeon and did this SpongeBob SquarePants exhibit, which again, depending on the client, takes a a special skill set of Patience and working through the the planning and the logistics and particularly when you're renovating something and you're trying to make an experience which a lot of what they've had me do a lot of hotel renovations as well is an experience so I have to sometimes it, it just takes a little bit more of a I guess a gentle touch maybe my being a, a female doesn't always hurt when you can offer that that side of what you're doing patience and ease into a little bit okay
0: excellent well so and i want to back up a little bit so with the with the astros project was that um the ballpark was that with gilbane or was that a different company that brought you to houston
1: i worked with barton mallow at the
0: time okay i got you can i'm just curious so be as your first project so that's also kind of a uh, you know, more unusual or at least more of a kind of a one-off sort of thing. You don't design, build, you know, you don't build ballparks all the time. But what was that like, you know, as a project just on its own right, in its own right, but also as your first one?
1: I got spoiled because I got to see what it, how you could change a community. I never realized the the power of a building until I saw what that ballpark did to Houston. And now, you know, 20 years later, you come back to Houston and that entire area of Houston is completely different. And had that ballpark not been there, had they not chosen that spot to develop it, had we not built it there,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it wouldn't, Houston wouldn't be the way that it is right now. And I find that very interesting. And and the more, a lot of the projects that I've worked on have been kind of game changers for a community. I worked... After I left Barton Mallow, I worked for a company called Struver Brothers Eccles and Rouse. They were out of Baltimore, and they did community redevelopment. They did some historic preservation and renovation. So it was very interesting to work for. I was, and I still am very passionate about renovation and how you can, and and preservation of what's already there. Why tear up something that's you know, why, why are we destroying more land? If there's already space, why are we abandoning things? I just find that ridiculous, but, and that comes back to the lead and sustainability and, and even wellness, right? On how we live, but, and when I look at when I, even in those young years, seeing how changing a block, just renovating a building that was maybe dilapidated and revitalizing it with a community theater that people cross the street before they got to the building. Now they stop and they get a cup of coffee and then they go inside and they just want to walk in the lobby because they know there's that cool painting. Those kind of things, um, I, I've just been spoiled and I and I look for that now when I when I want to be taking part in the next project. I yeah, I guess I am spoiled. I like working on things that make a difference.
0: So I'd like to hear a little bit uh, about um, ACE Mentoring. Uh, tell, me, tell me about the program and how it works.
1: So ACE Mentoring Program is a mentoring program for high school students who were interested in architecture, construction, and engineering. It's a free program that, and it's free for the volunteers. It's free for the students. And when I say volunteers, I mean the mentors to mm-hmm. participate. And we, in, in each affiliate in each city has a different kind of model, but in Houston, we have eight locations that the students can meet with mentors in their office and they team up and they work on a project, usually from November until April. And they each week when they meet, they learn about architecture, then they learn about different types of engineering, they learn about different construction they learn about each different emphasis as they go through and it's very um they they focus on different people we meet usually for 2 hours depending on the location and the first half they get a they get an introduction to one of their mentors or a guest speaker say i was in and talk about construction I'd introduce myself maybe give them a little bit about my past give them an introduction to construction and how my career could apply to the project that they're working on and then they will work on it we give them RFPs at the beginning of the at the beginning of the school year so that they work through that through the entire school year and then they present it at the end of the year Unfortunately, this year with COVID, we have a challenge that we're going virtual.
0: Okay, right.
1: Um, You know, I'm actually, despite the fact that we don't get to have face-to-face mentoring this year Mm -hmm. on site, I'm excited because I feel that in Houston, we're going to have an ability to reach more students. And I mean, I think... Sure. um, Ace... We really, our mission is to inspire these kids to get involved. And it started in New York City about 26 years ago. And they, they really wanted to reach some of the more disadvantaged parts of the city and get these kids exposed to these careers. And when I look at Houston and I look at a lot of the students that participate, we have, last year, we had about between two and 300 kids signed up. By the end, we had about 225 kids completed the program, mm-hmm. and about 80% of those kids were from, uh, were on a free or reduced lunch program, and when I, when I think about um, some of those kids, and I think about the fact that if we can reach more of those students, if transportation isn't an issue, so our students who live in some of the more uh, far-off areas can't just get downtown to come to an ACE mentoring program or kids that are who um, have maybe have a job or do different things can't participate. So I'm kind of excited that we're going to be able to get more exposure for these kids and have, um, but we have no, we have no idea, right? We have no idea how many kids are going to want to participate. We're a little, um, we're a little worried because these kids are going to have been on online all day at school right. to be mentored at night again so
0: should be interesting indeed well and what's what sounds interesting what sounds uh, especially beneficial about it is like so what you were saying earlier about um you know wanting to be an architect going to school at penn state you know as you're waiting out to find out about architecture you kind of you found out about the construction side of things the hard way so to speak and this program seems like it gives everybody, all the kids, sort of a taste of like the various sides of it, even, you know, before they're in, you're know, going to college.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we want these kids to understand what's going on and understand, you'd be surprised how many kids come in wanting to be an engineer or oh, in Houston, they all want to be petroleum engineers, right? Because they think that's where all the money is so I want to be a petroleum engineer. But when we explain to them, you know, what it, what is an acoustical engineer? What is a lighting engineer? What is a structural engineer? What is, you know, and all the different types of engineering within there, what types of architecture is there? You know, there isn't just, not not every architect is designing skyscrapers or houses, mm-hmm. other types of architecture. And when we start going through that, when they, when they start finding out that, you know, contractors, aren't spitting in cups, and they see someone like me, they're kind of like, huh, okay. Or even if they see that there's a career where they can use their hands, and it's respectable. And I think that that's one thing that we're really trying to introduce these kids to is that um, being part of a trade can be more lucrative than any of the other careers that I just mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and, and some of these, some of these students are so amazing, so skilled, but going to a trade can be one of the best ways for them to reach their goals, particularly if they don't have the means to get there. Maybe they don't have the grades, maybe they don't have the financial backing, but if they want, you know, if you want to be an electrical engineer, the best electrical engineers I know were electricians. You know, and and if they can come out of high school and understand that they can be an electrician, wow, an electrician's apprentice actually can make some money. And I I can I can be moving and I don't have to sit at a desk. And we talk to these kids about these kind of things. Actually, one of the biggest challenges sometimes is the parents. A lot of parents um, don't want their kids to be in a, what they would consider a blue collar job. Mm-hmm. You know, work too hard. My kid is going to college. My kid is going to college. And, um, you know, I, it, it's, I find it very ironic now. I have two teenage boys okay. and my husband is an electrician by trade. And he's he works for a, a competitor, a contracting company. He's an executive at a at another contracting company, and um, and he's always been. Our kids are going to college. I don't want my kid to be an electrician. Blah 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 blah. Right. But my um, my younger son, he's sixteen, and he wants to be a welder. And I think that's awesome, and we both think that's awesome, right? But right. but part of that is how do you how do I guide him to be a welder, but to be the best welder possible that there's nothing wrong with being a welder
0: at all right oh no well and that's the, that's the thing well first of all when you, it's a that's a good point about like the best electrical engineers or maybe engine electricians first because they, these are the ones who will you know not when they become if they go from being an electrician to an electrical engineer they'll design systems that wouldn't that won't drive electricians nuts because the electricians know how hard it is to actually put this thing together in the real world. This program kind of gives a a whole, um, holistic view of everything. It's not just about getting people to be architects or engineers. It's also about getting people to get into the trades. But on top of that, you can get into the trades for a while and then you might want to go on to one of the more executive jobs and you'll be better at that executive job if you did come up through the trades.
1: And we, we try to also teach the students a lot about confidence, a lot about a, a lot of our students, English as a second language. Okay. So final competition, they have to stand up and present as a team. So not only do they have to learn about teamwork, but they at one point have to stand up and present a portion of their project. And when you have a group of young students, I think this is my favorite part of the whole, the whole thing that we do. But when you see a group of students and they always get dressed up and um, they're they're wearing, you know, (laughs) they're all wearing their clothes and some of them will wear hard hats or they'll have made little business cards for their team and they come in and they introduce themselves and, one will be the project manager, one will be the architect. And they all have given themselves different parts. But you'll see one kid that that was nervous. And usually the kids on the team don't know each other when they start. They kind of get put together as a team because there's probably mm-hmm. about 60 different schools that that participate in ACE in Houston. So the students are, are coming from everywhere. They're homeschooled. Some of them are from different um, magnet type schools so a lot most of the students don't know each other but the encouragement and teamwork and one will say it's okay you got this and and they'll get up there and they'll they'll read their part and they'll talk about their design and when we coach them we we're coaching them to say this is your design no one no one knows we don't know what if you right. say right <laughs> but you have to pitch you have to sell it like it's yours and the amount of, of pride and confidence that these kids have um i what's really amazing too is we're starting to see we've been in Houston now this will be our our 12th year in Houston okay. and we are starting to see students that are graduated from high school go through college coming back as mentors so we have probably i think over a dozen students now that went from mentees to mentors. And one of my favorite stories is I was doing a presentation at an architecture firm, and this young woman comes up to me, beautiful young girl. She comes and she's like, Miss Angela. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm old. She just called me Miss Angela. And she has a brochure in her hand and she's, she has pointed to the picture on the back. She goes, This was my mentor. She goes, How do I get a hold of her? I was a student at ACE. And I said, first of all, you're an architect. You do not need to call me Miss Angela. I said, first of all, you're going to be part of ACE now. Come on. And now she's on our associates board, and one of our uh, she's a mentor. She's on our associates board. She helps with um, our student recruitment and a bunch of other things. So to me, the cycle of keeping keeping people engaged, but mostly I, I like that we can keep the cycle of people coming through ACE, but for the young people to see faces that look like theirs. Mm -hmm. When I see a young Hispanic woman who, who was part of the program, graduate, work for a prominent architecture firm, have an incredible job, and be able to come back and mentor another group of young Hispanic women and help them and show them that they can do this, that's what it's all about. And, and I think that is so cool. And I'm, I'm very, very proud that we're able to do that.
0: That is great to hear.
1: So one more cool thing we do for um, for ACE is we have a event every year called build it forward. Oh, yeah. And we had, um, it started out as a, a fundraiser and then we kind of revamped how we did fundraising. Now it's more of just our, our, our event. I don't know how else to say it. And what we do is the kids have an opportunity to do, to build something with their mentors and other volunteers in the city. And we pass on whether it's a table or a bench or a something wooden that they give to another charity.
0: Okay.
1: A lot of our students are recipients of charity. So for them to understand that all you really need is your hands and some passion and you can give back to other people. And that has been, it's been wildly successful and we keep it really grassroots. The kids come out. It's just a Saturday morning and it's, um, it's family. It's all family oriented. And we do, we just grill out. And last year we had about 150 people come out and we gave, we gave picnic tables to, 20 different charities in Houston.
0: Oh, cool. Very nice.